0: A little healthy competition is good, and uh, it's kind of odd that pastors down in New South Wales right now, I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure what's happening there. <laughs> Let's pray for him as he's down there along with Mr. Bar, Brother Barnes, Barnsey, and uh, those others that are meeting down there for a prayer conference this week. All right, Matthew chapter 6 won't be long tonight, I hope you had a long week, busy week. I just want to take too much time tonight. It's a bit of a devotional thought, a bit of a uh, bit of a thought here in Matthew chapter six. As you turn there, I'm going to read a verse of Scripture in Job chapter five and a few other scriptures in Psalm in the Psalms. But if you want to turn to Matthew chapter six, and we'll start reading in a moment in verse number 25. But here in Job chapter five, verse seven, it says, "Yet man is born unto trouble, as the sparks fly upward." Can you uh, testify of that verse? Yeah, <laughs> I think we all can. As surely as sparks off a of fire fly upward, man is born for trouble, born for trouble. And uh, trouble is certain, and trouble is relentless. And sometimes, as a Christian, you know, we uh, we think we're immune to trouble, but uh, we're not. And I guess the uh, the biggest difference uh, is. Uh, is the fact that we have Jesus Christ as our Heavenly Father, and we'll see that here in a minute. Uh, So, we're not immune to trouble, we're not immune to issues and problems and hardships that we go through life and face day-to-day challenges, we're not uh, immune to that whatsoever. Um, I'm thankful we have our Heavenly Father uh, with us and and, uh, we we can pray to Him and go to Him. But let me read a few verses as a little bit of a start, a jumping point here in Psalm 9, verse 9 through 10, and I'll read some different psalms. You just listen if you would, and then we'll jump here to Matthew chapter 6. But I'll just jump around. Psalm 9, 9 through 10 says this, The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken him that seek thee. Psalm thirty-two, verse six and seven: For this shall every one that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. Thou art my hiding place; thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Sila. Psalm thirty-four, four through ten: I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked upon Him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his trouble. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. A few other verses here in Psalm 37, verse 39. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. Aren't these great verses of scripture in the Psalms. Psalm 46, one, uh, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled though the mountains shake and the swelling thereof, Selah. And it goes on from there. And uh, we can read verse after verse after verse in regard to encouragement for us when we uh, deal with trouble in our life. And here in Matthew chapter 6, it could be a familiar passage. Verse number 25, we're going to see a phrase that um, is repeated a few times. And that phrase there in verse 25, start reading there, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought. All right, so the phrase we're going to see is, take no thought, verse 25, and then jump down to verse 27, which of you by taking thought, 28, and why take ye thought, uh, verse 31, T- therefore take no thought, verse 34, take therefore no, th- no thought. All right, so Christ here is saying, the words of Christ are speaking here, and He's on a Sermon on the Mount, probably one of the biggest sermons He, he preached, and in fact, this covers three or four chapters, and uh, it's Him preaching and teaching there to the people that are around him. And he's repeatedly saying, take no thought. He's, he's saying, don't worry. Don't be stressed. Don't be distressed. Don't be anxious. Don't feel the pressure of life. And we're going to see why that is. I think it's a, a good reminder for all of us. I mean, we, come, we come to different seasons of life where, uh, you know, there's times when things are going ticking along, as we say, and things are doing well, and there's no reason to worry or fret, and, you know, happy days. And But sometimes there are pressure days, are there not? Days that are uh, just full of trouble and pressure and stress and distress and worry and, and, and being anxious, and it's all there. And so I think times like this, you know, all the time we need to depend, no matter if it's good, good or bad days, we need to depend on the Lord and His strength. And we'll see this here as we go through this briefly tonight. So three times in this passage we're going to read here, uh, Jesus says, don't worry, don't worry. And actually, the verb is changed a couple times. And he actually is saying, don't worry, stop worrying, and don't start worrying. All right? So, by changing the form of the verb. So, if you're worrying, stop. If you're not yet worrying, don't start. Don't even start. And just generally, don't worry, don't be anxious. And that's hard to do, isn't it? I think it's, you know, some people are more prone to worry than others. And, uh, you know, we all have... Uh, pressures and things that happen in our life and we tend to worry and stress out and what's going to happen and all these things come to us. So the term has the idea of excessive concern. Don't be concerned for your life. Don't be concerned for your life. Why would you worry about your life if you belong to God? And uh, let's read a a few more verses here. Let's continue on, verse number 25, we're still there. Verse 25, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Don't be concerned about your life. What ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Now understand, now, you know, we don't have a lot of worry so much in this regard. But if you, if you take your mind back to Bible days, you know, in this time frame, people had a lot of worry about that. They didn't have a local Woolies or clothes to go down to and grab a snack or a meal. They had to really, they had to work for it. They had to make their clothes. In fact, in Proverbs 31, we see the woman there staying up late at night and rising early in the morning to care for her family. So it was a big thing. You know, we uh, we have it pretty easy today, really. I mean, after church, I haven't had dinner yet, so I'm going home and a nice cooked meal. You know, I have nothing to worry about. So this, the principle is still the same. But understand that uh, we, we don't worry too much about what we're going to wear. You know, I mean, you know, we have, you know, Faucets full of, of clothing and, you know, panches full of food at home. And uh, by the way, things are looking. We may have to worry in the near future. I know all this, you know, shortage of lettuce. And I heard that KFC is using cabbage on their chicken sandwiches because no more lettuce. So, you know, I know I never tried that before, so I'm not a KFC fan. But, uh, you know, food is, I mean, it, it's it's...